Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. Today, we have a super fun guest. I am personally so stoked because I have followed Ashy forever, and she has a business called Honeyed Moon Palmistry, and she is a palm reader, manifestation coach, and yoga teacher from Salt Lake City. Her readings are mostly virtual, and she helps her clients recognize their full potential, uncover spiritual gifts, and manifest their best lives. Okay, best like bio ever, by the way. I'm like, um, okay, so you're just a magician. You. That's basically <laughs> what I'm getting from that. Thank you. I honestly, I'm one of those rare people. Like, I think we all kind of love talking about ourselves when the moment is right, but I'm down to talk about myself whenever. So thanks for having me on the podcast. Stop. I love that. That's the <laughs> ideal podcast guest is someone that is like prepared to talk all the things. In my mind, I'm kind of constantly like interviewing myself for various podcasts. So I'm always kind of shocked like when I don't do better on podcasts. I'm like, oh, I thought I was going to really, <laughs> thought I was going to really kill that. You're like, I've been practicing forever. <laughs> <laughs> for, for 23 years. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So tell me all the things because Honeyed Moon is newer, right? Yes. Like that's a newer endeavor. Oh yeah. I started right before COVID, which was so, <laughs> made quarantine so bizarre for me. It was really hard to even like relate to all of the memes and stuff about 2020 because they're like, oh, what a year. And I was like, I'm having the best year of my life and also that. the most bizarre. It was, it was like the culmination of everything I had been working toward and dreaming of for years finally came through. And then like two weeks later, I thought I broke the universe because because then everything went to hell. And I was like, did I do something? <laughs> like, am I a witch? Did I break something? Wait, I love that though. Like what? It, also, I'm like, wow, I love hearing people have like good years this year. It's so refreshing and nice. Good. I'm glad that some people are just also having the best year ever. That makes me so happy. Good. I definitely, I honestly am having the best year ever and I, I feel guilty about that. But at the same time, actually, I take that back. I don't even feel guilty about it. I feel so grateful that I was able to grow and flourish during a time when it actually helped me like be a be less of a burden on other people because I'm a huge complainer. And so having <laughs> having my business and feeling so good about it and so excited about it made me a better wife to my husband. And we were, you know, stuck together in a 500 square foot apartment for like eight months. Yep. So that was amazing. And then also just being able to, when everything happened, like it's nice to be stable. And so when you see people like losing your jobs or like losing their jobs, you can like help them without having yep. to wait. Did that make me sound so? No, 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 no. I, I talk about that all the time. No. <laughs> okay, good. No, so, that's like one of my favorite things to talk about is like when you're doing well, it's not like a selfish thing. It's like you can oh, help others more when you're doing well. So like why wouldn't oh, you? Oh, good. Well? Yeah, a hundred percent. And like so many things happen this year and I've just felt so grateful that I found my thing kind of in the nick of time. Like when people were losing their jobs, I was like, I don't have to think twice about being able to like pitch in for groceries and like, you know, send my siblings money if they, you know, lost their job, like not even because they needed it, but just they feel supported and being able to make donations and, you know, donate to Black Lives Matter and everything when yeah. all of that was, you know, really, really gaining the attention it deserves. So that's been the best part of 2020 for me. I feel so blessed, but there is that guilt there a little bit. It's so interesting. I think especially as women, we definitely feel kind of guilty for doing amazing, especially in this yes. capacity, like professionally. It's like, oh, sorry, I should be, I don't know, a martyr or something. I don't know. A martyr. Yep. Selfless. Oh my gosh. No, this exactly. is, I'm like, I didn't even think we were going down this road, but now I'm hyped. I'm like, here we go. Let's talk about like, <laughs> no, I feel like that is one that's almost what I have to keep reminding myself this year too, is like I have, especially in regards to my business, like I'm so grateful my business has went, done well during this. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. my business can like coexist. Like my success can coexist in a world where a lot of people are in pain. Like it doesn't invalidate yes. my success, but it also doesn't invalidate their pain. And like, I'm grateful that I now have the means. Like you said, I'm like, I'm so grateful that not only can I take care of myself, but like I have the means to take care of these people that aren't doing as well during this. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's just been an eye-opening year on like how much we all rely on each other and like how much we can all help each other and you know all that yeah. good lovey stuff absolutely and i i know for me personally like right now i'm 23 i have no kids or anything like that and i know that through the course of my life there will be times when i'm like i need somebody to help me mm -hmm. and i'm 
I don't know, just being mindful of the fact that like put that in so you can feel better. Like it, it's like a heart, uh, what's the word? Synergistic relationship with the world where you like put good into the world. And so when you need good out of the world, I don't know, it feels harmonious. I hope that made sense. I love that. Nope. I love that. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Now that we're talking about energy, I'm like, that's like a great thing. <laughs> Tell me. Okay. So Honeyed Moon, it's a new endeavor. How did you get started in this? Because this is such a specific, <sighs> cool job. Like I'm so stoked to hear about how this journey started for you because I'm like, I don't know anyone that does this, not a Thank soul. You. So I'm Thank so you. excited to hear how you got here. Tell me all uh, the things. Thank you. It's definitely... Yeah, you're you're definitely right. I don't know anyone who who is a palm reader. I kind of go out of my way to not find out about anybody else who's a palm reader because the comparison thing really gets me. So it is very fitting that I have found myself in like an industry of one uh, mm-hmm. with specifically palm readers. Comparison is hugely crippling for me. I still haven't mastered not comparing myself, getting better all the time. Um, but yeah, it definitely is like an industry of one, which is so fun and super good for my ego because I get to feel like <laughs> I'm, I'm such a unicorn. But I got into palm reading in a a very kind of interesting way. And I've actually gotten, I've shared this on another podcast, Kinsey Madsen's. You had her on on your podcast a few weeks ago. Or her, yeah. I got into palm reading um, as not, as like a lie. And a lot of people really hated that. They were like, that is so like, I can't believe that you brand it as this spiritual thing, but it's just a party trick. And I was like, no, 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 no. It is a spiritual thing, but it, it did start out as a lie. So basically what happened when, when I was 13, I was the most like insecure kid you've ever met in your whole life. Like there was no, nobody worse. I just needed people to like me. And I also needed, I'm a Gemini. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Like I needed people's attention. I That's love. Like, That's the funnest combo though I've ever. Like <laughs> oh, a Gemini you. seven. Amazing. <laughs> thank you. I am. I'm fun at parties. I'll, I will give myself that. So yeah. I was at a party and I have this very distinct memory of not that I was like, oh, I want more attention, but I totally wanted more attention. And out of nowhere, I just announced to this group of like 13 year olds, oh, I read palms. And everyone was like, what are you you talking about? And I did not read palms. I don't even know where I heard that. I don't know why I thought of it. I now have a theory that I was like getting an intuitive download from a past life or something. But regardless, that was what happened. People obviously were like, cool, read my palms. So I ran away to the bathroom and Googled it and, you know, read up on the basics of reading palms. And then I came back and was like, okay, here it is. So that was kind of how it started for a while. That is my favorite origin story (laughs) I've maybe ever heard. Thank you. It's very fitting for, it's very fitting for me and all of my, I was such a messy person. I'm still a messy person, but that's something I try to like, you know, try to clean up every now and then, but I was such a messy kid. And so that was how it started. And I basically just kind of ran with that for a while. I would do readings every now and then, and I never really took it seriously. And all of this was happening like for, I mean, that was when I was 13, I'm 23 now for some for the past 10 years, I was on this huge like soul searching journey of who do I want to be? What do I want to do with my life? I actually had an eating disorder really, really bad between the ages of like 11 and, and like 20. So it was debilitating to the degree that I didn't even have the energy to ask myself what I wanted to do for a career until my very early 20s. And then when I did, it was like I was just this really, really sheltered, incomplete version of myself with no life experience and no idea what I wanted to do and a lot of insecurity. So I went on this basically little self-discovery journey for a few years where I tried every job under the sun. I was an esthetician for a while. I did eyelash extensions. I Mm. was a photographer for a while. Um, Not in the, I wasn't a freelance photographer. I worked for someone. And then I got it in my head that I was going to be an Instagram influencer, like so hardcore. And if everyone right now could just go follow me on Instagram, that would be great for that little bit of my ego that still wants that. Thank you. Um, but I secretly, (laughs) Oh, right. Like I don't need to get paid campaigns. I just want to be able to DM Sephora and say, can you hook it up with like a $500 gift card? And then be like, of course, baby girl. It's all I want in the world. The dream. 
honestly. Seriously. So I, I just went on these little paths and I was really trying to find myself and I was all wrapped up in, in ego and insecurity and the people that I was surrounding myself with and just taking on their desires and projecting them and making them my own when that didn't really speak to me until about, it's been over a year now, but I kind of just had to let all of that go. I quit my nine to five and I just was like, I am going to see where life takes me when I really, really just listen to my gut and follow where the universe leads me, which is such a, like a silly hippy dippy sounding plan. But that was really, I just felt in my heart that I needed to step away from everything I had built for myself. I'd finally found myself in a stable job in social media, making great money. And it was a really stupid looking decision, but I just felt like that was right. So I was through all of this, I was still doing palm readings every now and then. And it was over the course of the year, I decided to start a yoga teacher training because I just was like, it's interesting. I never really even did yoga, but I thought people who did yoga were really, really cool. I was a really, really spiritual person, was like moving away from the church I was raised in a lot and kind of trying to find myself. I'd had some really incredible experiences with meditation and tapping into personal spirituality outside of a religion, which was completely new for me. So I started a yoga teacher training just kind of as a way to expand on that. And I intuitively felt like it was a really good decision, even though I didn't know why, because I never wanted to teach yoga. I still have never taught a yoga class, even though I did the entire program and graduated and everything. But it was there that I just kind of found myself in this safe space to really explore my gifts. And one of the gifts that I found that I had was through all of my touchiness, I'm a really, really touchy person. I realized that I have a sensitivity through touch to energy and that that was the way I would experience energy throughout my life. I I will find my body gets sick when I'm in a situation I shouldn't be in. Like when I have a job that I shouldn't have, I will get sick like 50 days out of the year. Like it's constant. When I'm in a relationship I'm not supposed to be in. I will get like stomach ulcers. It's my body speaks to me a lot through energy and illness. And I found that that was a gift that I could extend to other people. And that when I touched them, if somebody was open and it was the right circumstance that I could sometimes feel what was going on in their body and kind of intuit messages through touch. And because I had already had this background of palm reading just very, very lightly throughout the years, like sprinkled in. And it was always very intriguing to me. Everything kind of came together at once where I really started looking into palm reading. I really started studying and I started doing readings constantly. And in this yoga community, I found people who would really listen to what I was saying and they were open to receiving a reading and their energy was open for me to read. And so I was able to really kind of figure out what it was like to get a message through energy and the way that the lines correspond to that energy to the point now where I can just look at a picture of the lines and know the energetic message behind it. But I just did readings constantly. And it was so surprising to me that any of this happened because I, like I said, like Gemini number seven, like I'm not this Mm -hmm. highest spiritual light and love. Like I'm a messy bitch who loves drama. Gossip (laughs) is my weakness. Like I'm not this elevated goddess-like person who I would anticipate has this very spiritually based business, but I am a spiritual person. Um, So it came together in just this really kind of crazy way. And then at the top of the year around January, I received this insane job offer, which for anyone who's like well-established in their career and not in their very early twenties, it probably wouldn't have been that crazy, but it was close to six figures. I would be working in social media, working with celebrities, making, you know, more money than we'd ever made. My husband was in college and I got this job offer. I had to interview for like two months. I don't even know why I interviewed because I didn't want the job, but I, I got the job and I immediately panicked because I was like, I can feel in my heart that I'm close to something. And I wasn't thinking palm reading. I wasn't thinking teaching yoga classes. I just knew that I was on the cusp of something that was going to be really huge for me. And that taking this nine to five job that was going to be so demanding and so glamorous and so exciting was going to tear me away from what I was building in my soul. So I ended up not taking the job. And then it was that night that I got the idea to start an Instagram account, Honeyed Moon, 
for palm readings. And then I overnight got so many shares. I had a, a friend, she's not really a friend, but like an acquaintance who has a million followers oh share gosh. about it on her story. I know, like, let's just, that doesn't happen. Like people with a million followers don't just like shout out, you know, somebody like, oh, hey, they started a new Instagram account. It was mm-hmm. the most wild thing. So anyway, overnight I went from like struggling with this job offer and wondering if I should take it and just having this deep gut feeling that there was something else I needed to be doing. And I was so close to figuring it out. And then I turned down the job and immediately had the idea to start this Instagram account and had people asking, do you do readings? Can I send you a picture of my palms? Like the people who were coming to me created my business model and my business idea for me. I never considered doing palm readings just based off pictures they just were asking me. I never considered that I could charge for palm readings. They just were asking if they could pay to get their reading back quicker because I started doing them for free. And within um, an overnight, I was charging $50 when I first was like, yeah, I'll charge you five bucks, you know, for a reading because I thought that's all anyone would pay. And then I, I just was able to immediately start charging like a totally livable wage overnight. And it was incredible and like totally kismet. I... I like have been trying to say I love that less because I say it so much on this podcast. But no, I, I love that. My reaction to everything. <laughs> but I love that so much because I think there is such a power when like energy aligns properly and mm-hmm. like things just like not only are you like you working hard and making things happen, but like the universe will work hard and make things happen. And like thing like just good, like you said, synergetic energy where like you're giving, so it's giving back to you. That's totally incredible. Like I feel like that really is so kismet that it worked out, started working out so quickly after you like been struggling to make that decision. It was instantaneous. And that was really the fuel I needed to help me get off the ground because I second guess myself constantly. I never feel, or before I never felt like I was good enough to like take up space and and be confident and say, this is what I do. And it's amazing. And having it happen so unbelievably, literally overnight, this, this problem that I've been turning over in my heart for like five years of what do I want to do? What do I want to do? What's my calling? No job ever interested me. And then overnight finding this incredible calling that I fit into so perfectly like puzzle pieces really and having that kind of cosmic recognition and confirmation that this is what I'm supposed to be doing was totally magical like magic is does not even it it can't even encapsulate it it was beyond comprehension my favorite moment of all time (laughs) no that's seriously incredible so like I feel like in order for things to align so well and for there to be such a powerful and energetic exchange like your energy obviously had to be in a really good area as well as like you really trusting I feel like your intuition like kind of like you Mm -hmm. said you get like really nervous around stuff like this and your body reacts to things how have you kind of learned to lean into that because I think that's something that people in general talk themselves out of a lot, but women, I feel like especially really struggle with like following their gut. And I feel like our guts and our intuition are so powerful. How did you kind of like, have you always been like that? Is it a journey that you like, I don't know. I don't even know if that question made sense, but your, yeah, your whole process around intuition. Awesome. So that is such a good question because I would say that the answer is no, I haven't always been that way. I've always, my upbringing was just a little bit weird. Like I was homeschooled. I was a weird person. Um, My family dynamics were really, really weird. And so I feel like I always had licensing to just live a little bit differently. I never really felt the obligation to get a nine to five and do things really normally. I had a lot of other things that were kind of instilled in me really young, like making money was always a really hard subject for me because I was raised to be a wife and a mom. And if I was ever making money, then that was a sign that my husband left me or something bad happened and he couldn't work. Um, kind of all of the traditional conservative yeah. Christian ideals of like a woman stays home. So I had my mm-hmm. own garbage surrounding that, but I ended up doing a lot of energetic work that that definitely did help me um, manifest essentially this business. And I know that that can sound kind of gimmicky. I really hate the narrative that we've created around manifestation because I think it's so like victim blamey and so... Mm-hmm 
ungrounded a little bit like, oh, nothing is real. And it's like, things are real. We're having a human experience and denying that and saying, you know, making it too hippy dippy never really spoke to me. Yeah. So a lot of the energetic work that I did was number one, just deciding that I was not going to settle in my life. And I, I'm so glad that I had this realization while I was so young because I can't imagine how hard it is to like wake up at 40 and be like, I hate this. So yeah. I'm so glad that it happened while I was so young. But I, I remember one of the biggest turning points for me was just realizing that I didn't know how to be honest with myself. And like I said, with my whole entire business going back to a lie, Lying was something that I did all the time growing up. I was just like a little bit of a compulsive liar. I grew up in a big family. It was like one of the ways I stayed out of trouble and got attention Mm -hmm. when I needed it. And so I realized I didn't know how to be honest with myself. And I was carrying around this one really big lie surrounding some trauma that I had. And so there was one night when I decided that I needed to live honestly to myself. I needed to live authentically. And I didn't even know how to be honest with myself. So I ended up telling my husband um, about this lie that I had been telling myself and telling other people for such a long time. And I honestly was like, this is going to end my marriage. That's less than a year old, but it didn't obviously, thankfully. And it wasn't, um, it just cleared up a lot of things for me. And I was finally able to be honest with myself about what I wanted. And that really paved the way to creating what I have created for myself. But as far as energetic work goes, I got really into the whole gimmicky manifestation stuff a long time ago. Probably when I was 16, I did all of the positive thinking. I did all of the affirmations. I did all of the, I am beautiful. I am wealthy, all of that good stuff. I had Mm -hmm. vision boards, the whole secret type bit and nothing ever worked for me. And I, for some reason, have this this thought of like, I can't let this go. I know that there's something here. And so I threw all of that away and just started analyzing the deeply held beliefs that I had that were keeping me so stuck in this area of life. And a lot of that I did just by looking at, sorry, am I like totally going off of the question? No, I love this. No, okay. this, the whole point of the podcast is I'm like, what I, I literally want people to like stream of consciousness almost. Okay. Like just, I love it. Okay. So I ended up just kind of throwing away like all of the thoughts, all of the toxic positivity. And I just asked myself, what do I believe? Like, what do I believe about myself? What do I believe about the world? And that was where I uncovered all of my thoughts about like, I'm too stupid to make money. I'm not good enough to make money. I'm not good enough to be successful with anything. I'm uh, being, being not smart was a huge, um, belief of mine that I had to really rewrite. And I, that was when I decided that I was going to give up this life that I had created of myself that was fully built on ego where I had my nine to five and was making good money. And I was trying to be an Instagram influencer and everything was all about the way I was being perceived by other people. And I threw all of that away and just got really real with myself and asked myself what I believed and got super into meditating and listening to my intuition. And intuition is a really hard subject to unpack because I don't think that there's one way that people's intuition speaks to them. Mm-hmm. If anyone is listening, I people will be listening. So two of the people I'm like, listening. hopefully there's one person at least listening. <laughs> so if Eden has any listeners at all, um, <laughs> I would really recommend that you look into human design. Jenna Zoe on Instagram or my human design on Instagram, it's the same lady who runs both of them, is an incredible resource to look into. But human design is essentially astrology on steroids. And it tells you a lot about how you are intended to... work in the world and and how your energy works in the world. And it gave me so much licensing to just be who I am. Um, So if anybody is listening, I would really recommend that you look into that. If you are feeling lost at all, human design has completely changed my life. But I was just able to give myself a lot of licensing to be exactly who I am. And that is, I didn't want to work a nine to five. I didn't want to just be a mom. I felt this really deep call in my soul to help people recognize how beautiful they are. That's always been something that's really important to me. I'm always that person who gives really weird, specific compliments. Like, oh, I love, I told a girl the other day that I loved the shape of her eyelids um, because she had really beautiful like eyelid space for doing eyeshadow or whatever. And I, as odd as that is, that just has always been something that stood out to me about myself is that I see the beauty in other people and I want them to see it as well. 
But anyway, sorry, going back to intuition, you can cut out that entire oh, thing. If that I know. I love that. Okay. So going back to intuition with human design, um, human design kind of goes into how your intuition might be speaking to you. Some people, it's a a clear thought before conscious thought kicks in, just a little like blip of a thought. For some people, it's a gut feeling. For some people, it's emotion. For some people, it's in their body. And I think it's really important to get to know yourself and get to know how your intuition speaks to you. And the best way that I have found to do that is to meditate because it helps you get in a space where you aren't being crowded with the chatter of other people's ideas and or looking to other people for inspiration it's just you alone with yourself and with your thoughts and i because it is so individual the way our intuition speak to us i think that's the only all encompassing advice i know how to give is just meditate be alone with yourself get to know yourself and when you feel yourself starting to tap into your intuition just experiment small you don't have to experiment huge it doesn't have to be you listen to your intuition and you quit your job the next day or you get a divorce the next day or anything like that. It can just be a small thing where you listen to your intuition and you take another route home and you have a beautiful scenic drive instead of your usual like suburban road drive home or listening to your intuition and ordering something different for lunch or something like that. And seeing the way that that feels in your body when you listen to your intuition on such a small scale and that will help familiarize you with that feeling so that when it does come to the big stuff, you not only have more confidence that you can trust your intuition, but you know know what it sounds like to you even better. I Yeah. Nope. That was, ooh, I'm just slow clapping in my, <laughs> I'm literally in my closet because I live in LA and can, <laughs> literally right as I like started recording today, a giant garbage truck decided to like make its rounds. And I was like, this of is course. Great. So we're in my closet today. But no, I think that is such incredible advice because intuition really does speak to so many people in different ways. Mine has always been like in my gut. And like, that's always how I felt it is like literally in my stomach or like mm-hmm. in my chest. And it's been the more specific I've gotten with making sure that I'm paying attention to like my gut and paying attention to my intuition I've noticed that like when I get doubting thoughts or when I get like I don't know just doubt in general I can feel it in my head whereas when it's like actual intuition it's in my gut so I think that's incredible advice to kind of go that way and that was kind of like my next question for you is I love all this. Oh my gosh. I just love talking about like all things woo and energy. Mm-hmm. And literally it was like a joke because I started getting into this kind of stuff when I was still living in Utah. And it was like a running joke with my best friend who is now also my roommate out here is I was like, I bet like I bet money we moved to LA and we get so woo woo. Like <laughs> I, I was like, how funny would that be? It probably will. And like now I look around our house and there's like tarot cards and crystals <laughs> Like, I'm like, Abby just got 222 tattooed. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Okay, I want to come visit. That sounds like heaven. Oh my gosh, you definitely have to come visit. I'm like, we went so woo so fast. Um, (laughs) And I I love it. Um, And I just love the idea that like your business, that like one, you're this woo energetic, like spiritual person in general, but you have a business that's based in it. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. And I'd love to hear kind of how that's been to bring such a part of your persona and like part of your life and your spiritual practice into a literal business in which you're like serving clients, earning money. I feel like that's such a personal business to have is what you're currently doing. Yes, it absolutely is. One of so you sent questions before. I don't know if the listeners know that bit of behind mm-hmm. the scenes trivia, but you sent some questions and you said, How has your personal life and your business impacted each other? Like how have those two intermingled? And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to answer this because my business is my heart. My business is like more than I just feel so unbelievably lucky to be able to make a living just by being who I am. I don't it feels like I don't have have a job. Like everything is so seamlessly blended in it. My business is just the manifestation of my heart, but as it is such a personal thing. And I think with, with there being like a monetary exchange, I think that that can sometimes threaten to invite 
um, some weirdness into it just because you, you know, people work hard for their money. They want to spend it on something good and you're taking something that has such structured rules around it and then offering it up to this very like woo woo, you know, fluid, seamless kind of operation, which, you know, would be my business. But Mm -hmm. honestly, if I'm just being totally honest, it has been the best thing ever. It has been such a seamless transition. I have done thousands of readings. I have not had one person chew me out or bitch me out for anything at all. And I book out pretty far. So there have been times people have waited two months for a reading and I've not had one single person who has contacted me, like, excuse me, like what the crap. And I think part of that is just I know a lot about business. That was one thing that I really did for myself that set me up for success was when I was investigating what I wanted to do, I knew I wanted to work for myself. And so I took that tiny bit of information and I ran with it. I learned so much about what it takes to own a business and communicate with your clients and market yourself so that that has been such a seamless um, part of starting a business. Kinsey Madsen is very much to thank for that. I can't say Mm -hmm. enough good things about her. She's totally changed my life. Um, but I know I'm like, we could do a whole episode just talking about Kinsey. Contact me and I will be there for that episode. I could (laughs) sing her praises all day long, but, um, I knew a lot about what it took to be a business owner. So part of it is communicating with your clients and letting like managing expectations, but still not decreasing the value. I, when it comes to a palm reading, you're not you're not telling somebody the future. You're describing the way their energetics are playing with the energetics of the world. So essentially it is what they're manifesting. So when someone comes to me and they say like, oh, hey, am I going to marry my boyfriend? A lot of times when I look at that and when I look at their palms and, and talk to them a little bit and get some details, it's not clear whether or not the person they're dating is the one for them, but you can see what might be holding them back in their, uh, relationships and keeping them, either stuck in a relationship that isn't great for them or keeping their relationship from progressing the way that they want to or where they need to take their power back in order for the relationship to flourish. So then it becomes a conversation of, do you want this relationship to last? Do you want this person to be the one? Because if you do, here's what you can do to create the life that you want. So the power is very much in their hands. So being very upfront about that and communicating that with clients is key so that they know what they're getting and that they're excited about it. I don't ever want to trick anyone into booking a reading with me because they think they're getting one thing and then delivering another and being like, sucks to be you. I already have my money. So what are you going to do? Like you're the sucker who signed up for a palm reading. Don't know what you expected. Um, But I think there's also something so beautiful about just the exchange of energy. I have found so much beauty in the exchange of money, which is such a weird thing to say. But when people- I actually am obsessed with that. (laughs) And that's so applicable to everyone. Sorry, I interrupted. But yes, I love this like subject. No, you're totally fine. I, I have a very weird perspective on this. So like I said, I was an Instagram influencer wannabe. Let me be very clear. Wanna be for a long time. And to that end, I would contact companies all the time and, you know, say, let's work together, let's collaborate, like send me stuff. And when you get sent stuff, if there's not a proper energetic exchange of money or effort, you do not value those things. It is insane to me. The you can feel it like when I would hold a shirt that I was sent for free versus when I would hold something that I bought with my own money. The it is palpable the value that the one I purchased holds and the one I was given does not hold. It is, I mean, maybe that's different for everyone, but as far as palm readings go, I have absolutely found that when people put their energy via money into something, they get so much out of it, which has really encouraged me to um, charge what I'm worth in my business and feel confident about it because I know the people that I'm trying to contact. I know the people who are going to benefit from a reading from me and It's not people who are looking for the answers of like, oh yeah, everything's going to be great. Thanks for $10. Bye. It's people who are really looking to dig deep within themselves and look at what they're creating in their lives. And when they put money into that, they get so much more out of it. And it's people who, there's a huge difference in the transformation that I've seen with clients who paid like my very, very beginning prices versus clients who work with me now and the prices that we charge and the energetic exchange and how much I put into every single reading. There's such a difference between 
the things that they create with the information that they're given. Because in one instance, they don't value it very much. They got it on a deal. It was on sale or whatever. And then in the other instance, they really had to think about how much they valued what they were purchasing. And that value translated into getting value back. Does that make sense? Oh, no. This is like literally one of my... Yes, it does make sense. First of all, let me say that. (laughs) Um, But no, I talk to people about this all the time because I think when it comes to like building your business or like anything really, but it's like if you put money, which is literally money is just paper that represents your energy and time. Like that's all it is. Totally. And so when you're exchanging it, you are exchanging and saying that like, I want this like a certain amount worth of my money and energy. Like mm-hmm. that's really all money is. And I remember a few years ago, I went to two photography workshops and one I paid $200 for. And it was like insane. So much information in it. So many shoots. Like it was like stockpiled as far as workshops go. And then I went to one that was a thousand dollars and I did, it was not that great, but I remember paying so much more attention and like putting <laughs> my heart and soul into that thousand dollar workshop so much more because I was like, well, freak, it cost me a grant. Like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not leaving it without some solid information. Like totally. I'm going to bleed every last drop of education out of this thing because I paid a thousand dollars for it. And like, I remember at the $200 one, like being on my phone and like mm-hmm. zoning out because I was like, well, it was $200. Like I'm, I, as long as I get something out of it, like then it was worth it to me because it was only $200. And like, I know that's because I put so little like energy into it. And I feel that way even now when I buy courses that are like cheap or I buy mm-hmm. anything really that is like not that much of my energy or time. I'm like, well, if I don't get anything out of it or I don't put even more energy and time into it, it's not the worst thing because I didn't lose that much in the first Oh, thing. absolutely. Like, and so I love that. I feel like that's another reason people should not only like invest in themselves, but also charge what they're worth in their own business is it's like, you want people to show up for you as well. Like ready uh-huh. to go, like full attention, full information. Like you want them to have just as much heart in what you're providing for them as you do. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's something that, um, it can be really hard to feel like, okay, this is a spiritual practice of mine. The relationship between soul and body is actually my number one, like most cherished, most earnest spiritual belief. I, any, any kind of spiritual belief that's like, oh, our bodies are just a coat or they're temporary. Like that's a big thing in yoga is like, your body is just a coat that you put on and one day you'll take it off and it doesn't matter. And I'm like, absolutely not. That is blasphemy to me. It's such a sacred thing to me. And yet I charge for it. And that feels so kind of slimy. If like, if I, if I think about it in that way, where it's like, oh, you're paying to have a spiritual experience. But when you think about it as they have the opportunity to invest in themselves and to get something out of it because they put energy into it, it, it all goes away. I've actually, I've actually never felt weird about charging ever. I feel like my relationship with that has been so solid, but I have had people who've commented and, and asked me like, Hey, this is, you know, that's weird that you charge for that. And I'm like, that's totally fine. If you think that I provide a lot of free content and knowledge and nobody, but nobody owns spirituality and you mm-hmm. can Google palm reading stuff all day long. There's so much free information out there, but if you want to work with me, then it costs money because we're having an energetic exchange and it's going to be worth it. But you, there has to be something being put in for it to be worth anything. No, absolutely. And I love that. And I think that's, again, kind of like going back to synergies. Why can't I pronounce synergetic? I know, it's an impossible word. I know I'm like that just got butchered, but hopefully everyone knows <laughs> synergetic exchange is like if you're producing this energy and this like putting forth all this effort and energy and time into them, that really is the synergetic exchange of it all is like money is them just giving you back energy as well. And so Yes. everyone in the exchange deserves to be like outputting and inputting energy. And that's really like kind of what finances and payment is in general. Absolutely. Especially ethically, like when you're not exploiting other people, like that's mm-hmm. that clean energy we want. Oh, yep. <laughs> clean energy is the goal for sure. I'm just going to like classify it as clean energy from now on. I love that. <laughs> um, okay. So one of my favorite things to ask people, because especially people like you who have like really found their passion, they're doing something so personal. Obviously you started this as like a personal endeavor. It became your business. So I'm sure you're 
personal life and like business have really influenced each other a lot, but I would love to know what the most prominent thing your business has taught you about yourself. Like, is there something that like by turning this into a business, you feel like you've really learned like some big lesson based on that? Absolutely. 100%. Um, just to very concisely answer your question, because I do not want this information getting lost, <laughs> I learned that I don't need to change anything about the person that I am to live the life I want to live. When I really stepped away from other people's expectations and what everyone expected of me and what the world expected of me and the narrative of this is how you're successful and this is what you need to do and and this is the, these are the qualities that you need to have in order to be successful. When I stepped away from that and I really listened to myself, every single one of those deep longing desires that I had was fulfilled by the business I created just by being myself. I always had it in my mind that I needed to be, you know, with being an Instagram influencer, I, I really, really killed myself trying to be what I thought would work for that. And I tried to find an, a niche or a niche or whatever it's called mm-hmm. um, and create content that people would like and engage with people and follow the rules and, and look really pretty and keep my hair a certain way and hang out with, you know, certain people. And I had to treat certain people differently because they had more followers and there was a hierarchy there. And I had to follow all these things that didn't feel right or good to me, but I thought that it was what I wanted. And there were parts of that, you know, I love the connection that social media offers, which has been an essential part of my business. So there were attributes within that previous goal that really lent themselves to what I've built today. Mm -hmm. But um, when it came right down to it, when I released other people's expectations and everything that the world taught me that I should want and just really asked myself what I wanted, I found that I was the perfect person to do the thing that I'm here to do. And I, I let go of the idea that I needed to overcome the person that I am and just really leaned into it. And I asked myself, like, what do you get at? What do you like to do? What interests you? And yoga teacher training interested me. And I didn't question that twice. And then following that path led me to palm reading and following that path led me to manifestation coaching and following that path will, I'm sure, lead somewhere even more awesome. Like it just gets better and better. Um, Does that answer the question? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, that was the most beautiful, eloquent, inspiring. I'm just like Lady Gaga <laughs> name. Like the awesome, never been seen before. <laughs> spectacular like, show Spectacular show stopping. Um, no, I love that so much. And I feel like that almost again, kind of goes down to like intuition is I had an episode before where we talked to, I talked to, I think it was Elena and she was talking about how like each of her businesses and each of like the things that she's taken interest in and like really followed her heart in have led her to the next step. And she mm-hmm. just like, it's so important that you like, don't stay close minded that what you're doing right now is the end goal. Like, I know I did that for a long time where I was like, I will be a wedding photographer until I die. And like, <laughs> If I had stayed in that mindset, I absolutely like would not be doing all these things that I'm doing right now. And I'm like Mm -hmm. having an open mind that like what you're doing right now is what you're supposed to do, but it might alter, it might shift, it might change, it might just like tweak a little bit. Like I think that's such an incredible mindset to just be open to what the universe wants to bring to you and like trust Mm -hmm. that you're doing what you need to right now. Totally. And to look at it like an adventure, it's not a linear thing. Like it's such a stupid, very overplayed cliche saying, but it's not about the destination. It is a journey. The destination Mm -hmm. is death. So we need to stop thinking about life as, oh, I'll get to this place eventually because you won't. You need to walk a path that feels good while you are walking the path. Because if you're walking a path that feels crappy and you're just waiting for the end the end goal where you think it's going to feel good, I feel like that's how a lot of people end up in careers and relationships that they don't like. Like, oh, yeah. we're just, we're dating and it's not that great, but I, I feel like if we get married, we'll be happy. Okay, we're married. I feel like if we have kids, we'll be happy. And then you just find out that, you're just, you know, it's just a relationship. Like you've been living it the whole time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, I love that. And I think that that is such a beautiful way to start looking at your life as I've tried to, it's so funny because when people ask me like, what my plan is now, <laughs> or like what <laughs> goals I have. I'm like, are you joking? I don't have a single goal. Like I'm 24 totally. divorced. Like my, my life plans. I like, there's no point in planning anymore, but I've loved it. Like I, I used to be such a planner and I thought, I mean, also I was married. So I thought I knew what like the rest of my life was going to look like. Yeah. And I have no idea now. And I love it. Like it is my favorite thing that I'm like, Oh, literally the only goal I have is to be happy. And I yes. don't 
don't care what that looks like. Like it can come in any form as long as I'm happy. Exactly. I think it's so shocking. I think if people would kind of lean into that a little bit more and be like, just do what makes you happy how different would the world be? Like maybe, maybe the world would break. Like, I don't know, maybe we would no longer have like iPhones and cell towers, probably honestly, because who's (laughs) going to be like, oh yeah, my dream is to like, you know, manage a cell phone power plant or however that works. But yeah, just like doing what makes you happy. You're, you are the only person in charge of your life. You don't have to worry about if everyone else is doing what makes them happy, but like stop what you're doing, look at your life. And are you doing what makes you happy? Is there more that you could be doing to make you happy? Do that. There's no rules. There's literally no rules. God might be made up. I might be hallucinating all of my readings. Like there's no rules. Oh yeah. Nothing is like guaranteed. And I, what did I, it was like, honestly, might've been a TikTok. Who's to say? I feel like sometimes (laughs) I'll be like, one day I read this. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, you fraud. It was for sure. TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Don't sound like you're scholarly when it was on TikTok. (laughs) But it like, I read this thing slash probably saw it on TikTok where it was like, you should like, why is being selfish a bad thing? You should care about yourself because this is your life. Like you're not in anyone else's life. Like you should care about yourself, but this is yours. Like, Yes, exactly. It's so weird that we've talked ourselves out of caring about ourselves and our happiness. And like, I know someone once that like, it was so sad. They literally said like, oh, I don't think about being happy. I like do what's right. And I was like, okay, oh, hold well, on. Right? Un- like, unpack that. <laughs> yeah. As so I'm like, there are universal truths, right? Let's be nice to each other. Let's not kill each other. Like there are things objectively right and wrong. For I sure. Was like, literally like happiness. And if that you do believe in a higher power, you do believe in like a God. I'm like, wouldn't they want you to be happy? Like, why would they send you to this earth and be like, be miserable, but it'll be fun when you're done. (laughs) Absolutely not. Like I want this life to be so beautiful. I want to be that person that is like gray haired and is like, this has been so fun. Like Mm -hmm. I've had the funnest time. Um, I don't even know how I got on this subject. I feel like I just ranted for. No, that was beautiful. You should start. You should start a podcast. (laughs) Maybe I'll start a podcast. (laughs) Who's to say? Um, But no, I freaking I'm like, oh, the last thing I did ask you was like the most prominent thing your business has taught you. And I think that is so powerful. And like, I also just love watching people, but I'm not going to lie. Women, especially I love watching women just like own their power and their passion and like find something that just makes them blossom and bloom and like really thrive. I think it is not seen enough. And like women are so often like put into these boxes that we need to be. And ugh, I just love watching you like find something you love and flourish in it. Like it's just so rad. I love it. Thank you. I love it so much. I like watching myself too. I love going back and being like, man, I'm amazing. Heck yes. Oh my gosh. We need more of that. Like that is so like that is something I've tried really hard to do this year where like even when I get down on myself, I'm like, I should have been doing more. I like look back and I'm like, okay, but I did a lot though. Oh, I, absolutely. I did a lot though. So like- Yeah, you are incredible. Cool oh, thanks. So are you. But I want everyone to feel that way. You know, I want them to look at what they accomplish and be like, you know what? Even if it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be, like I did a lot and I'm proud of that. Like that was exactly. cool that I managed that. Exactly. Okay. Well, I feel like I could literally talk to you about all of this for 70 years. So catch me just having you on the podcast again sometime. Um, oh, we'll have like a mini sode where we just also talk about Kenzie or Kenzie because she's the best. Um, bless. bless her. Um, but to close out, this is, ugh, I just love asking people this. Um, I always ask, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? It can be related to your job, your personal life, whatever. It literally can be whatever you want it to be, though. I feel like everyone has something that comes to their mind when they get asked this question. Totally. I I actually did struggle with this question a little bit. I thought about it endlessly for weeks. And <laughs> I kind of came to the conclusion that the best advice that I've ever been given is just to pay attention who you sur- to who you surround yourself with because you are, you know, the culmination of the five people you spend the most time with or whatever the saying is. But I have found that to be so incredibly true that the people you surround yourself with, where you put your attention manifests in your life so powerfully that it can either be your undoing or create you the most badass life. My life transformed when I started quote unquote surrounding myself with people who uplifted me and people who 
inspired me and people who had lives that I thought were awesome. And when I say surrounded, a lot of that happened on social media. I would love to just talk for the rest of my life about what a powerful and incredible tool social media can be. But through following people who like you, who think outside the box and try new things and are fearless or not even fearless, but they confront their fears and they, you know, overcome their struggles and do awesome things with their lives makes you realize what a possibility that that is and kind of encapsulates everything we've been talking about, which is, you know, like there are no rules, do what you want, do what makes you happy. And when you surround yourself with people who embody that, it becomes possible for you. And it draws attention to places in your life where you might be giving up your power or acting like you don't have power or not living up to your potential or ways that you feel inspired. I even think envy is a great way to gauge like what you really want. Like when you look at someone and you feel envious of them, it's like, why do you want what they have? Do you, do you think that you could have what they have? Because most of the time I feel envious of people because I'm like, wait, I could dress as cool as her. That's like, why should I, why am I not doing that? Mm -hmm. And it's another form of inspiration. So honestly, the best advice I've ever been given is surround yourself with people who you want to be like, and it uplifts you so much. And I think social media is a great tool for that because it helps you bridge any kind of physical gaps. Like maybe you live in a really small town and there are very few business businesses run by women, but you want to be a successful entrepreneur, follow people on Instagram who are living kick-ass lives and owning businesses and inspiring you and making you feel like it's possible. Instagram stories let you be in somebody's living room with them on a Wednesday. Like it's incredible and so bizarre, but so incredible. So. Ooh, amazing. I like, that's, that's a good one. I feel like I need that too. That's like something that I feel like, especially when you're younger or like even just like childhood friends. Like I remember having a conversation with Abby, like my best friend the other day about a specific friend I have that I really struggle with. And she was like, well, why are you guys still friends? And I was like, oh, well, we've been friends since we were like kids. And she was like, okay, so yes, you're like, <laughs> is that it? And I'm like, uh, maybe like, I just think it's so important that you really, yeah. Like you said that you're really specific and intentional with who you spend your time with. Cause I think that's just another energetic exchange. So if it's low energy, Absolutely. There's no time for it. We don't want low energy. We want nothing but high, clean energy. Absolutely. I love thank, it. Okay, well, thank you for Ashley, having me here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being on here. I loved this so much. I'm like, I'm excited to just listen back to this episode. Oh, good. Like it was so good. And you just shared so much like wisdom and heart. So thank you so much for being on I, here. I hope it makes sense. I haven't done very much talking this year since I've been in my apartment with my husband for like 10 months. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I couldn't string together a coherent sentence, I apologize. But I had no, so oh much gosh. fun. No, I had so much fun and no, you're so eloquent. I like, I'm always so impressed with how eloquent people are on podcasts. Cause I feel like when I get interviewed, I'm like, have I ever spoken before in my life? <laughs> like what is going on? So no, thank you so much. I'm so excited for this. So thank you for being on here and thank you to all of you for listening today and we will see you next time. Thank you.